person yeah 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 that's cool you guys hello i'm cameron esposito i am one of your hosts great to see you guys is my fly it is it's zipped even i'm doing great um we got an amazing show um and i also and i don't need to say um i know this next part i have a co-host on the show her name is ria butcher she's gonna come out right now let's hear for ria picked up on the fact that we don't come out at once. I think they did because right I want two claps. Yes. You want it all. Yeah. Well, some we used to, not we used to, we've always done it like this. I introduced Rhea and then for a minute I was like, please? And you're can like, you come out at the same no. time? And I was like, Rhea, it's like we get less claps because <laughs> if you come out separate, you get your own claps. You know? Uh-huh. Right. Are you what? Huh? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got a new shirt, so. Thank you. Yeah, you did you you did. And get I a decided new shirt. to wear tennis shoes with this shirt because I didn't want to go full lumberjack right away. <laughs> Just cruise on into it. I know you want me to move up. I'm taller than you, and then I get in the ring of the light. You don't have to go there. Huh? Oh. Um, how are how are you today? I don't know, I feel weird. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks. Uh, you know those uh, weird, weird days where you're like, yeah. I don't understand how feelings work. Well, the good news is you're in the right place. <laughs> yes. A stand-up comedy show. Yes. <laughs> this is the whole point of this endeavor is that we find it easier to talk to a bunch of nameless people. <laughs> Kind of faces our too. friends and family. <laughs> um, so why don't you unburden yourself? What are you feeling today? What? No. <laughs> it's too much? That's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is like talking. I'm just supposed to have like pithy remarks and puns and stuff <laughs> that pop in at the right time. I don't think I ever realized that. Do you think you don't share your stuff? Like your, your raw, raw stuff with no. this audience? I don't share my raw, raw stuff at all. <laughs> that you was mean, the way like, I was just raw, saying raw, raw. I was saying the word raw twice. Okay. Like raw and then it's like so raw it's like raw, raw. <laughs> I don't know why that's so gross You're such a me. vegetarian that just the concept, just the concept, of, concept raw? of raw is like Do you know what else can be raw? A carrot. A carrot can be raw like a raw, raw carrot. <laughs> Well, people are like, are these, what are you having carrots? Cooked or raw? Raw, raw, like super raw. Rawest carrots. Stop saying raw. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I went to a baseball game last night. And I know you did. I didn't go at all. They exp- Yeah, you were like, I, had I don't want to go to this. And I had a ticket. Like, and you don't have to go. And you were like, really? Oh, my God. Like, yeah, you don't, don't have to go. Please don't make me go to a baseball game. I don't want to go to a baseball game. And I was like, don't go. I would just go. sit there, and then you're going to. Pay attention 
to the stupid game yeah. when the whole point of going to a baseball game is so that I can go, what is this? <laughs> Took them off! <laughs> I literally miss every play. You miss all of them. I miss every play. Every time miss- Cameron gets up, someone hits a homie, as she likes to call it. <laughs> yep, that's true. Was that a grand homie? <laughs> I have never said that. I would never say that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, baseball is... Well, you went to a baseball game. How was it? It was fun. Um, they got in a fight, which is something I haven't seen at a live baseball game. Um, what? Who said something? Someone I think said Shazam? <laughs> what? Who said what? What did you say? You, you had so much... Oh, you now so- you're so quiet. <laughs> We all heard a weird thing come out of you. Like, yeah. Like, either that or just Nightcrawler from the X-Men was like, just in He was just in here. I swear to God. He was just fucking here. That guy was just here. Um, yeah. yeah. Madison Baumgartner got mad at uh, Puig, Yasiel Puig, the right fielder of the Los Angeles Dodgers. You don't for, have to tell me who Yasiel Puig is. looking at him. Uh, what? Madison Baumgartner said, don't you look at me, and then they got into a fight. So, see, dudes, this is where, this is where sports is no. This is huh? where sports is no. I agree. That's a full sentence. I mean, there are things to get into a fight about, but someone looking at you. Tell me what the things are. Uh, I don't know, someone like sliding into your shins or something, like Did trying mean to, to hurt you. They didn't mean to. Yes, they They fell down, did. that's the whole they fell down, that's the whole point? Yeah. The it's, whole point of a slide is that they're like, oh, we gotta get there so fast! <laughs> they're not aiming! Actually, they are. <laughs> that is the whole thing of sliding in a second to break up a double play. What? <laughs> what is... It's because What is break up a double play? Oh, my God. I don't know. Do you guys want us to talk about this, or do you want us to talk about... <laughs> Equal amounts. Well, then no. we can talk about what I was doing last night. Then let's night. talk about what you were well, doing. No, first, I don't want to explain breaking up a double play. You, okay, you slide wide and you like try to interfere with the second or shortstop's throw to first base. You, try you mean to with interfere. your arms? No, your, with your going. legs. You're trying to hit the ball with your legs? You're trying to hit their legs with your legs so that you take them out and then they can't throw or the throw gets... <laughs> That's so mean. I don't like that. <laughs> so mean. How like rude. How rude. Anyway, what were you doing? Let's talk about what you were doing. I was watching Blue is the Warmest Color. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot this, and then I walked right into it. Because <laughs> I... Oh. You should have known that's what I was doing, because I texted you, Maria, how do the... How do you turn on the subtitles? I, yeah, you're right. I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. I am the one in the house that watches the L word with the closed caption. Can I tell you another thing? A real thing? I watched like 20 minutes of Blue Storm's Color before I realized it was only in French. (laughs) Did you think the subtitles were warming up? (laughs) No, I was just like... Come on, any minute I just was like... I was just like, oh, I get it. She's in high school. I, like, didn't need to know any other stuff. I was like, oh, she's eating But you pasta. also speak French, though. Yeah, so I do, did you understand but... it at all? Un peu. Gesundheit. Um, <laughs> no. I don't speak French at all. I took 12 years of Spanish. 
and I can't speak it at all, but I do know the plot to Selena backwards and forwards. <laughs> Good joke. Thank you. I like to tell a joke every now and yeah. then. Um, you have never seen Blue Zormous Color? No. I mean, you showed it to me. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> you know what I mean by that. I also saw the last scene. No, you what, were you, watching what do you mean? Watched, you were like, you should, look, this is Blue is the Warmest Color. Here it is. It's on the TV. And I was like, I can't get into this right now. Oh. And then was, what was I like? was talking about it. There were think pieces. And I was like, I don't want to have there a were take a lot on of, this. Yeah, there were a lot of think pieces. I don't want to have a take. So I'm Do you guys out. know what we're talking about, by the way? Yeah. Blue is the Warmest Color. It's a lesbian movie that's as long as a baseball game. Three hours. <laughs> and, Good job. Um, what did you say? Abusive director. Right. Yes. yes. I put my this, microphone You're the right fucking here. person, I know you are, that would not say you were talking earlier. No. You have so many opinions, I can just feel it. But that's also feel a, it. That's a, that's a correct opinion, though. Abusive director. Right, right, right. Yes, exactly. Right. The women that were in that movie were put under extreme circumstances where they had to be naked for many, many hours, and he was not chill to them. Um... So you're right. For that reason, I've only seen it three times. <laughs> and I'm not saying that it's... It is the Chick-fil-A movie. There's nothing movie. else there. If you go to Netflix LGBT, it's literally just Tangerine on a loop. And I've seen Tangerine a bunch. It's very, very good. It's There's great. nothing else there. Yeah. It's a fucking... It's just a, Can it's I, a rainbow tumbleweed. Yep. No, I nothing else. Yeah. There's nothing in there. I they, get it. The L word isn't even in the LGBT section well, of Netflix. Weird. I had to go look it up. And when I put in... Now, here's the other thing. You know how Netflix says they have an algorithm? I put in the space L space. It still did not suggest the L word. Right. What did it suggest? Other L words. <laughs> like um, laughing, Lacuna, loving. And I, damn it. Did I get to your joke? No, never mind. I wanted to do the theme song. Yeah, no, I know, I know. And then I you know, came in Living, with laughing, episode loving, yes. titles. Uh, yeah, did you guys know that the L word, all the episode titles for every episode of the L word was an L word? Yes. Now, this is how you know you're at a Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher show. The audible yeses. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Move along. All right, we got it. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, we did know that. <laughs> Lagrimas del Oro, or whatever it is. <laughs> But they also, um, wasn't there one that's like life leaving loss? And I feel like the writers the next season had to have been like, why did we waste three on one? <laughs> Shit, that was so stupid. Can this one be lose? Can it be lose? <laughs> I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. No, I know the abusive director thing. And, and, uh, and also, it, it, it's the Chick-fil-A of lesbian movies. <sighs> <laughs> I don't it's know if that shot. analogy... I mean, I will never eat Chick-fil-A. I'll never eat at Chick-fil-A. Oh, you don't know about the... Uh, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah, I'll never eat that place. I understand. I'll throw it on the ground and I'll step on it. But I won't have paid for it. I'll steal it. I'll steal How it. How does one steal fast food? Jump over the counter. Mm -hmm. Haven't you seen the... And then say, could I have... Because um... <laughs> you know it's not already there. You have to actually order it. So you would have to be like, excuse me! <clears throat> I'm stealing this to step on it. <laughs> You'd have to, like, make it. No, I feel like it's there. 
Are you telling me you think fresh, fast food is actually made to order? <laughs> I think it's just sitting in a little spot somewhere. <laughs> I will admit that at peak times, certain fast food restaurants will pre-make their most ordered items. Yes. However, if you were to go into Chick-fil-A at a non-peak hour, I don't think anything would be made. No, I would be there at peak hour. Okay. Well, you didn't tell me that. You didn't tell me you were going to head in from noon to two. On a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm definitely not going on a Sunday. That's a Chick-fil-A joke. They're not open. Because of the Lord. Because of God. I'm really sure that if there is a God, he is very stoked that a chicken fast food restaurant refrains from selling chicken on his special day. I remember remember when God made chicken. Good job, you guys. I really just care about you. (laughs) Well, anyway, we have to leave soon. Well, we don't have to leave. Other comics have to come on. And then we leave. Yeah, well, we leave, but we're still here. Yeah. We we're, not, leave. we're not, like, gone. I don't want you guys like to freak an out. Episode. We're going to go backstage, and we'll, but we'll still be here. Um, Object permanence. Wait, so who did see? <laughs> right, exactly. That's the developmental stage that we hope that you're at. <laughs> you guys are all I'm in your still crib. Here. I'm still here. Um, you guys, I'm still queer. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> did you guys see? Did you guys see blue is the warmest color? Did you see that? Oh, we're going back in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to talk about one element to it. Oh. <laughs> I really wanted that to make more of a noise. That was not as satisfying. Oh, I really right, wanted Tig, to. Dr- I'm sorry it didn't make noise when you scooched your thing around the thing. That was the biggest slam I've ever said to her, and you missed it, but it was really funny to us. Hey, you um, know what, Cameron? Yeah. Good one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Trust me, someday Slam you'll to get me. it. The podcast people will pick up what I said. Um, blue is the warmest color. Uh-huh. You didn't see any of the sexy parts. I think I did. Did I tell you to watch them? Did I sit you down and I was I like, I think you watch set this. me down. Yeah. That sounds like me. <laughs> Who did see it? Anyone? You saw it. I like that you're just raising your hands. In complete darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think? Did you see it in a theater? No, actually, I didn't. Yeah. Did you see it in a the theater? Uh-huh. Did anybody see it in a the theater? You, fucking of course. <laughs> the guy who's like, abusive director, which is why I saw it in a theater. <laughs> you saw it in the theater? Yeah. Well, first of all, fuck you. I don't want to talk to you about this movie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're nice, I'm sure. But this movie's not... I don't want to talk to you about this movie. Because I want to talk... To, don't say aw. Do you, it's, it's no. He doesn't know. I can, I can just tell that's not the person I want to talk to about whether or not the lesbian sex scenes in Blue's Dormous Color are realistic. What do you think, though? <laughs> yeah. Now that's the right answer. 
Do you see how I scared him until he said the right thing? That's what we should be doing to men right now. (laughs) I'm serious. We're living in fucking Donald Trump time. We should be. I want you to yell at a man and say, no, this isn't for you. (laughs) Make him feel like he paid to be somewhere where he got yelled at there. Just make him experience that once in his life. Yeah, let's stop tussling hair yeah, and just exactly. start yelling. Yeah, at no him. more hair tussling. Corner every dude. Corner every dude. <laughs> oh, what do you think about lesbians? Just be a. Just make your voice deep and ask a man what. What do you think about lesbian sex scenes in a movie with a, an abusive director and underage girls? Are you into it? Be honest. <laughs> I think you should probably think it was realistic. You should wear a leather jacket when you do that. Realistic. Walk up to him like this. <laughs> yeah, Rhea has like a bunch of knives. <laughs> she will she will just hold them near you. Look at all these knives. Yeah. You, you like fuck. any of these knives? I take care of them. That's how gay I am. <laughs> she totally I have takes so care many of her pocket knives. knives and I've never bought she takes one. Takes care of her knives. Oils them and sharpens them. Isn't that a funny thing? I've never bought a pocket knife, but I have like. I've never had a Netflix account. (laughs) Netflix. Pocket knives of. I thought that was funny. Yeah, no, I know. I'm being serious though. I've never had a Netflix account. Do you know that? I realize that. I now know that. (laughs) So have you just like been in and out of everyone's algorithms? Yes. Just like. Yeah, I affected I, your I girlfriend's algorithm. Fucked up the ag- algorithms of like ten loose women and you. And I don't loose mean loose women. <laughs> Whoa! I mean they're still that was an L word I was not expecting. Well, they're loose. Yeah, loose women. <laughs> Judgmental. I meant like I didn't rope them in. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> so. You might want to think that one through. I mean, like, I think this might be your first rodeo. (laughs) So. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God, look at all these loose women here. (laughs) They're just running around. (laughs) They're in a (laughs) Chick-fil-A. My, 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 so many loose women. (laughs) All right. Like you just shook them out of something. Emptied your purse. Whoa, I got a lot of loose women in here. In this scenario, I really got to rope them in. in this yeah, in this scenario, scenario, the least believable part is, is that, that I have, I have a, purse. a purse. Yes. <laughs> also, I held it like this big. Like, what kind of a purse? Is this a 90s purse? Like, an upholstery bag? No, it's for definitely like a, Mary, a Mary, Poppins Mary Poppins purse. Sort it's of a. a uh, what are these? God, There's we're annoying. We literally make the same jokes. I know. We're very know. gay. I know. <laughs> When she takes the mm-hmm. lamp out. Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, you guys. That's Rhea Butcher. Let's hear for Rhea Butcher. <laughs> well, listen. This show is amazing. I am sweating through my shirt, and I know that that means it's going to be a great time here tonight. We've got a comic coming up first who has never done the show before. Whenever it's somebody's first time on the show, we go crazy welcoming them to the stage, make them feel very safe and happy. Oh, yeah, is right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please, let's hear it for Brad Wenzel. Give it up for him. Come on! Brad Wenzel, you guys let him hear it. Hi, 
Brad was talking about like dogs and cats, and I'm trying to. So gender is a thing that everybody's talking about now, which I'm really glad that people are talking about it. And like I've been misgendered my whole life, and so it's a thing that I'm trying to work out. And misgender is also my um, alter ego. <laughs> the superhero. Um, but I think it's funny because gender doesn't matter, but it also does matter. Like because there's, we seem to only be able to think of one thing at one time. Like if gender doesn't matter, then what? But like it also does matter, and that's okay. Like we can think about two things at once. Like it is possible. We used to drive manual transmission cars, and like we could figure that out <laughs> as human beings. Like we could steer and do that thing. <laughs> But the one place where I'm still, like, very strict about gendering is with my dog. Because he is a very small dog. And everybody's like, oh, she's so cute. And I'm like, he's a he! (laughs) And if he was a she, there's nothing wrong with it. But I know what you're doing, and you think he's a woman just because he's small, and not all women are small. (laughs) And then the woman runs away from me. (laughs) And I just go back into my house with that energy. It'll be funnier later. Thanks for listening to that part. (laughs) The other thing I was going to tell you about is that I went to that baseball game last night. And I I love Dodger Stadium because they have, like, a ton of vegetarian options. uh, Because I've gone to other stadiums, and they do not have vegetarian options in other stadiums. They're like, get out of here with that vegetarianism in the Midwest. It's as though it is 1981 all over again. But uh, they have veggie dogs, like, all over the place in Dodger Stadium, which is great because... For some reason, people think that vegetarian hot dogs are not a thing that vegetarians want at all. Like, there is a Coney dog place at Detroit, whatever the airport is called, like Nathan's or whatever. And I go there, I'm like, oh, awesome. That would be so fun. That's, that's how boring a vegetarian's life is, is to a lifelong vegetarian. is like, oh, my God, a hot dog. I, I don't believe it. In an airport? You're kidding me. Um, and then they, all they have is vegetarian burgers. And I told her, I was like, hey, you guys should have hot dogs. And she was like, really? Why? (laughs) At a hot dog stand. (laughs) And then she said the thing that people love to say to me about vegetarian hot dogs. Every single time they're like, really? What's even in those things? (laughs) To which I want to say, do you know what's in a regular hot dog? (laughs) Or I should say a meat hot dog. Because there I am, like, just internalizing my vegetarianophobia or whatever. It's not regular. It's just a meat hot dog. So, I went to Dodger Stadium, and I was like, I am going to have a hot dog, and I'm going to have a beer. And I am also a sober person. I do not drink anymore, and so I buy non-alcoholic beer when I buy beer at the baseball stadium. And so I went up, and I was like, yes, I will have uh, one veggie dog and one O'Doul's, please. (laughs) And the amount of rage from the old woman who was behind the cash register when I asked for those two things. I mean, she audibly went... and had to leave to go get those two things like they weren't just like ready she was like hang on (laughs) (sighs) that'll be 11.50 here's your sadness That'll be funnier later, too. (laughs) I just feel like I was the worst person at the baseball stadium simply because I got a non-alcoholic beer and a vegetarian hot dog. And it was a Giants-Dodgers game, so I definitely was not the worst person in that baseball game. (laughs) There we go. Three people clap. That's perfect. 
Anyway. You guys, my favorite part of the non-alcoholic beer drinking experience, I've told you this before, but I might, might as well tell you now, has got to be blowing the dust off the cap. <laughs> Good year. And I do really enjoy just seeing their feet dangling out of the ice chest when they have to go get one. Because they really have to, like, dive in there. They're like, I think we've got one left in here. It's from 1987. Anyway, you guys want to keep the show rolling? I sure do. This next comic is a friend of mine, and we love it when she stops by. She is hilarious. Please give a warm welcome to Megan Gailey, you guys. Hi, hi, hi. Give it up for Rhea and Cameron. Yeah. Um, I am having an alcoholic Raiders Bud Light. The drink of every piece of shit dad. Uh... It's like the signature drink of just getting out of prison. Um, I'm, I was at Dodger Stadium last week, not for a baseball game, but for Beyonce. Uh, yes, 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 yes. It was so good. Uh, I wore a jumpsuit that had cutouts in it. So like my whole, and I dieted for it. Like Beyonce was going to see me. Uh, <laughs> like, you look good, girl. Uh, this music isn't for you, but thanks for coming. Um <laughs> I just went on a two-week family vacation, 10 Irish people in Florida in August. So it's kind of my dad's version of Jonestown. Uh, I'm like, wow, you really don't want to pay my cell phone bill anymore. Um, I was looking forward to the trip. I was very excited. And then right before we left, my mom sent me a text that said, I don't want you to be worried because Anne is single too. Anne is my four-year-old niece. So it's like, yeah, I kind of imagined she was still on the market. Uh, also, I have a six-month-old niece. She just skimmed right over her. I'm like, what's going on with Marin? Is she fucking engaged? What's happening? Yeah, her name's Marin. I don't know how she got so rich so fast, but... That would be a fine text to send if I was like a sad single girl. I'm not, I'm really fun. I wanded my hair today. Like I got fingered in Rome, like I party. But you can't text that to your mom. <laughs> be like, thanks for letting me study abroad. Uh, you can't say anything fun to your parents. Like, once a man drove six hours to see me for two hours and then immediately drove back six hours, and my dad was like, what? <laughs> it's like, there's no good way to be like, I don't know, Dad. <laughs> I just got that good pussy. <laughs> like, you can't say that. <laughs> You have to be like, I'm witty. I'm a Gryffindor and a Hufflepuff. Oh, wow. Just for that? Oh, my God. Ravenclaw. I realized I got tangled up, and I was like, well, now i got to turn back. Um, after the family vacation, I went home to Indiana. Thank you. Are you from there? No, but I've been there. It's fun. <laughs> I've been there. Great, great, great. Everyone is always shocked when I say I'm from Indiana because I have more of like a Connecticut cunt vibe, but but I'm from, you know, I'm, I mean, I was like the richest one there, but I'm still like from the corn. And 
I was there for nine days and I knew that it was too long because I found myself very sexually attracted to a Costco manager. <laughs> Just like staring at this man like you're the hottest man in Indiana. <laughs> like Mark and I could have a life together. Mark and I could have a family. We could have children. We could have a pool. It'd be above ground, but it'd be ours, you know? <laughs> Nothing makes a rich person more upset than an above-ground pool. Like, we went to my mother's childhood home. She's like, I just don't understand why they can't dig a hole. It's like, holes are expensive. Uh, ask a hooker. There are a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, Harry Potter girl went deep. Uh, I've gotten really into asking men how much they think I weigh. <laughs> It's so fun because they give the dumbest answers. I asked my brother, I'm like, how much do you think I weigh? He's like, I don't know, like 90 pounds. <laughs> 90 pounds. You think I weigh, are you trying to fuck me? What are you talking about? <laughs> 90 pounds. He wasn't trying to fuck me. Uh, that's just like what you say, I guess. My brother is smart. He ran for state senate when he was 29. Yeah, yeah. Everybody gave that reaction. I'm like, it's basically a school board, but it sucked for me. I was living in my parents' basement at the time. I'm like, well, this is a bad look. <laughs> Give me a job. His number one campaign person was my grandmother, who at the time had very, very advanced Alzheimer's. So we would like put her in a Ryan Gailey for Senate shirt, just put her in a wheelchair and like push her out there. And like people assumed like, oh, she must know the candidate. It's like an old lady who seemed like a little. And so they would go up to her and be like, oh, who is Ryan Gailey? And she'd go, I have no fucking idea. He lost. Uh, she was great. My grandmother, she's dead. She's fine. She's in heaven. Like, thank God. Uh, Alzheimer's is a really terrible, awful disease that can sometimes be really fun. Like, I took her to see The Dark Knight. She laughed the whole time. <laughs> Just die. She kept turning me going, the Joker is funny. I'm like, I know. She had to wear adult diapers because, you know, that's what happens sometimes. And so I would go into her room and she would be completely naked, but the adult diaper going, I'm Donald Duck, I'm Donald Duck, I'm Duck. That's so great. She had a really shitty life. We had her, she did. We had her write in this journal because as your memory fades, we wanted to be able to read these questions back to her and be like, these were your answers. Like a beautiful, wonderful thing. So one of the questions in the journal was, what's your biggest regret in life? She said her biggest regret in life was becoming a Catholic. It's like, yeah, duh. Like, no one's ever done them and like, what a who? Like, these donuts worth the oppression. Uh, she said her second biggest regret in life was that she never got to kiss a black boy on the lips. Yeah, so cool and progressive for a woman born in 1918. Also begs the question, where did you kiss a black boy? <laughs> That's her favorite joke. <laughs> she told me from heaven. <laughs> she's like, is that me sucking black dick? I'm like, for sure, Nani. And she's like, I love it. <laughs> so the originality. 
her having Alzheimer's wasn't the worst thing because her life was so difficult. For example, her and my grandfather got a divorce when they were 35 years old because my grandfather left her for a 19-year-old that worked at the snack shop at their country club. Not good. Uh, All the men are like, sounds pretty fucking cool. Uh, (laughs) It was not cool. Luckily, my grandmother forgot a lot of this, though. So she'd come up to me, and she'd go, where's Bill? And I would say, well, Bill is dead. And then she'd get the biggest smile on her face. (laughs) And she'd ask, did I kill him? (laughs) Which puts me in such a tough spot. You're not supposed to, like, confuse Alzheimer's patients, lie to them about the past. So I'd always say no, because I didn't want her to get even more, like, disoriented. And then, once I knew she was really on the way out, I just started to say yes. (laughs) And my mom would get so mad at me, and it's like, yeah, mom, you don't get it. Like, this is her (laughs) make-a-wish. This is it for her. She's not gonna, like, figure out that you can be a running back on the dolphins for a day. She's not gonna ask to slow dance with a manatee. Like, she wants to think she strangled her ex-husband and got away with it, and I'm a good fucking granddaughter who makes dreams come true. You guys have been so much fun. Thank you very much. Let's hear for Megan Gailey, you guys. You're, you're, first of all, Megan's amazing. I've known her for a bunch of years. I'm back in Chicago. You have the hiccups? Is somebody with the hiccups? Are you okay? Is it with the audience? That's a funny sound to hear. Like a little drunk mouse hanging out with Dumbo. Did you fall in the drink? You fell in the drink. You guys are, you're, you're chill tonight. You're pretty chill. You're pretty low-key tonight. A lot of leaning back, a lot of arms crossed. Real relaxed. Oh, we will get you yet. We will break you. It's been a weird day, huh? It's been a weird day. I, it's like disgusting. Because I don't feel like I should actually have an opinion about this. But I am going to briefly talk about something that is disgusting for me to talk about. I'm fully aware of how it's disgusting for me to talk about it. But uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are getting a divorce. <laughs> and it's really disgusting. I really shouldn't talk about it. It's really disgusting. It's none of my business. It's none of our, it's none of our business. It's none of our fucking business. But I d- one thing that I was, like, that was in, I was really having my hand on my hip today. <laughs> when the news happened... And people just started p- t- tweeting like pictures of Jennifer Aniston going like, <laughs> I guess gifs rather. And like, listen, it's none of it is any of our business. It's none of our business. But the only reason anybody's tweeting that is because they were slut shaming Angelina Jolie for something she did twelve years ago on set with another with another person. Like, Brad Pitt was also there. And, um, I mean, whether or not, who knows, but it seems like, oh, maybe that's a thing uh, for him. And <laughs> so that's, like, that's why people were championing Jennifer Aniston today to be like, you know, boo, boo. Because all I saw today were people being like, well, Brad Pitt's single. Yay. 
Um, and making funny jokes about that, really funny jokes. And then people tweeting about Jennifer Aniston. And I feel like, am I living in a, in a different world than the rest of you guys? Sometimes on the internet, I feel like I'm living in a totally different world. Angelina Jolie is a, is a is the bad guy in the universe of these relationships. An- Angelina Jolie that uh, she works for UNICEF. I don't know if you guys know anything about her, but it was like she was openly bisexual at a time when that was really punk rock and nobody was, and that kind of was formative in my understanding of my own sexuality. And yeah, I'm a huge. Gia and Foxfire and Terminator, not Terminator, and, and Tomb Raider and Girl Interrupted Fan. Yeah, I am. Gone in 60 Seconds. I've seen it, the remake. Of course I have. Of course I have. But, like, I actually think I'm proud of them from afar, from a none of my business position, because those two people did an amazing thing where they turned celebrity coupledom into social activism. Right? I mean, he was going to New Orleans. She was writing an op-ed in the New York Times about her mastectomy as if any of us deserve to know any information about her breasts. She was like, actually, let me tell you why I did this. Because maybe it will help you. And this is my face. You know, like she... (laughs) Like, she doesn't have to care. None of these. Nobody has to care. You're that, you're that successful and wealthy. I mean, I think your life gets a little weird. I think, you, I think you're very distant from people. Uh, and I think you have to protect yourself. It must be really scary. But I'm really stoked for what they did. I think they did a lot for, like, all, all of us? I can't believe I'm saying this. But I really think they did. Like, I really think they changed what we were obsessed with. Like, we used to be obsessed with such different stuff and now it's kind of assumed that you're like you're supposed to have a call if you're if you meet on a set it's not enough you gotta go talk to the president and we literally only have you know Beyonce and Jay-Z left like those are our last ones and she's not the enemy what a mean bunch of dicks you guys are (laughs) Tweeting pictures of Jennifer. Oh, I'm so clever. Nobody wants to see that. Poor people having to live their lives in the public. I like that. <laughs> I just say that because I, I think we all we all assume that like we're invited, right? Because they they wanted this. <laughs> they chose this. Angelina Jolie chose this when she popped out of whatever John Voight's ex-wife's name. <laughs> was vagina like she definitely opted in um i don't know i have this cousin and ria and i were having a christmas i think with my parents and my cousin was over and ria was so sick she was like in a fever dream um and she had to hang out with my cousin who's very odd he takes a very his thing does anyone have a signature does anyone have a cousin with a signature thing? He has a signature thing, and his thing is, he's always eating last. He starts eating when everybody's eating. 
and he's always still eating last. And when else is done, he's still eating. It's not because he eats a lot, it's because he eats, you know, real slow. <laughs> just like that's your thing. You're a, you're a 38 year old man, and you're just like, my thing is, I'm, I eat real slow. <laughs> oh, I'll be here at the end. <laughs> So he's amazing, and he works at a bakery, and um, that bakery is in a Whole Foods, and he was talking about how one time Lady Gaga came into the Whole Foods, and uh, all the everybody was so excited that she was there, and they, then they, were, they sent a bunch of kids. They were, like, they were like, Lady Gaga is in aisle three to a bunch of kids, and then a bunch of kids went like, what? <laughs> and like Pied Pipered over and tried to find her, and that her security guard was like, no. And he was like, I just thought that was like really mean of Lady Gaga. Poor Rhea is sitting there in a fever dream just being like, this is, I know where I'm gonna listen to this, like finish up, finish your meal. But God, we really demand a lot from people, right? Like Lady Gaga made some music, so if she's in a Whole Foods, you're allowed to send children at her. <laughs> like just, just she doesn't know those kids. She doesn't know what they have. She doesn't know what their intentions are. You want to do th- some creepy to Lady Gaga? Send it via a child. Absolutely, it's the most covert way to do it. Putting herself out there in a sparkly bustier just for you? No. She's trying to make that money. <laughs> Little monsters. <laughs> so it's none of our business. It's none of our business at all, but it's definitely not our business to say a goddamn thing about Angelina Jolie, who is a living saint <laughs> and who can curve bullets with her mind. Okay, well, anyway. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. This person is the only person I like of any of you. He tried to turn it into a slow clap that then got fast again, like at a high school. And you guys were all like, we're not in high school anymore, son. And that was wrong. They should have supported you. And you were wrong. And we'll do a slow clap later. And you can redeem yourselves. And I'll pretend I was like, I like had a good idea. And I was stacking up for like the kid you guys have all been picking on. Like, you leave him alone. And then the best football player's like, yeah, all right, I'm into it. Anyway, shut up. <laughs> well, this next comic is somebody I love, and you're going to love him. Let's hear it right now for Randy Lidke, guys. Give it up for Randy. <laughs> What's uh, uh <clears throat> Hi. <laughs> that sucked. Uh... How are you? You're everywhere. Look at you. Okay. Oh, look. I'm getting really distracted. Uh, sorry. Uh, how did we ask how you? Okay. <clears throat> I'm a little disoriented. I've been traveling a lot, and I just got back a couple days ago, and uh, just bragging. 
And, uh, no, I'm happy to be back. It's stressful. I don't like traveling. I don't fit on planes easily. <laughs> I'm big. And, <laughs> and, and they lost my luggage, like lost it, never found it. And I was having an argument with the uh, lost luggage insurance guy. Doesn't believe there were $300 worth of underwear in my suitcase. So, you know, got to deal with that. Uh, it's like, what part of prescription underwear do you not understand? You know? It's just what, I, just what I got going on in my life. Uh, <laughs> they're also really nice. I mean, you can get... Pres anyways, you guys all wear over-the-counter underwear. I get it. <laughs> this is going okay. Uh, I wasn't sure how this would go. Right before this, I was on a rollerblading staycation, so... Where my mind is at. Uh, trying to get blading added to the Google Maps app. <laughs> Be nice to know how long it takes to blade somewhere, right? Okay. I mean, I'm not going to take the bus if it's a five minute blade from here, is what I'm saying. <laughs> a couple bladers in the audience. Nice. Real cool, real cool. Uh, <laughs> I did a show in LA one time where I wore rollerblades. And I had all the pads on and a helmet. And I, right before I went on stage, I wrote five minutes of rollerblading jokes. It was great. You missed out, is what I'm saying. Uh, it was really funny. I can't do the joke. I don't even remember them. So you're out of luck. All right, I'll do one since you're going crazy. Uh, here we go. Uh, are rollerblades shoes? What do you think? Rollerblades shoes? I don't really think so. Try explaining that to the TSA because it was five minutes of stuff like that. <laughs> make you take your shoes off and rollerblades off uh thank you for indulging me it's very sweet of you uh <laughs> i just got out of a long relationship i was dating a girl for like six and a half years a long time yeah it's a long time to not be married like to date someone and not be married to them people would tell me that and uh honestly i probably would have proposed i would have asked her to marry me but it's very difficult to get down on one knee when you're wearing rollerblades i'm still going i'm still going <laughs> Yeah. Like, what if we plan the wedding and come wedding day, I get cold blades? That would be a nightmare. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you. I, uh, this is, I'm not used to, like, I stayed in my apartment all day, so it's a little bit weird to see humans. Uh, I almost didn't even make it here. My favorite movie was on TV, Blade. So, okay, all right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I grew up in Oregon, which is pretty cool of me, I've heard, and uh, <laughs> went to a Catholic all-boys, all-rollerblade high school. <laughs> it's the last one. Comedically, you got to stop there. Uh, it really is he now. Everyone's like, oh, okay, well, let's hear some more. <laughs> I stopped there because those are the only funny ones I have. The rest of them aren't very funny. Uh, rollerblades aside, all of my jokes from now on will not be funny. Let's talk about something cooler. Porno. <laughs> okay, that's not that cool. Porno. A lot of people are into porn. I'm like not that into it, but uh, I like it, right? Okay. And uh, actually, one of my coworkers tried to get me fired from work. He told the boss I was looking at porn on the computer at work. It's like, yeah, right. It's an iPad, you know, right? <laughs> okay. I actually have some really good porn ideas. And, well, I don't know. I ran them by my friends. I don't think they're very good according to them. 
And like, hear me out. Here's an idea. It's called barely illegal porn. And you get the picture. It's like, if you would have waited one more day, you're an idiot. You're arrested. Uh, what about glory hole videos? Those exist, but my videos are from the guy's side. You know? Just see a naked butt and a wall. I like that idea a lot. Masturbating. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Porno. I don't masturbate too much. I don't think so. I talked to my doctor. I was like, do I? And he's like, you should not stop masturbating. You need to masturbate as much as you do because otherwise you'll get no exercise. Is what he told me. <laughs> it's doctor's orders. Um... I am in a new relationship. That is true. I was in a long relationship. I am in a new relationship. And it's pretty great. I don't know how much I should tell you. It's pretty hot and heavy. <laughs> uh, she's great. She's a squirter. Diarrhea. It's a nightmare. And... No, I do have a new girlfriend. She, I don't think, she doesn't like any of my jokes, though. It's like... Like, she doesn't respond. Like, I'll text her jokes all the time or funny pictures. Just, like, no response. Like, I have to say I love you back if you text me I love you. Like, you should have to respond to the picture of the naked saxophone player I sent you. <laughs> right? That's a good rule. I'll run, I'll, run, I'll run a few jokes by you that she didn't laugh at. Let me know if you like them. I said, I bought, I bought a tie-dyed uh, hoodie. Like, already bad enough. Uh... <laughs> tie-dyed hoodie I was in Portland had to do it and um, I was wearing it and I was like yeah you know I lose some I lose some respect in certain circles but not in all circles like uh, drum circles I, uh, okay all right you're on you're just like her uh, and then the other one was like at my last job really well respected I brought a lot to the table I was a waiter brought a lot to the table Okay, all right. <laughs> Fuck you guys, too. If I could break up with you, I would. I could only break up with her, though. Uh, that's not very positive. Uh, <laughs> you guys like Yelp? A bunch of Yelp heads in the house? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yelp. No, I hate Yelp. I don't like Yelp. Yelp is like, this is what they do. I don't know if you know this. This is 100% true. They'll call businesses, and they'll say, hey, we have this special thing where you can pay us every month and on your Yelp page uh, if you pay us every month we'll feature your best reviews on the front page and then you go well you know I don't really want to I don't really want to pay you money every month and they go alright well we'll see what happens then <laughs> bunch of fucking mobsters it's true Yelp, Yelp's not even that important really if you think about it, like, I don't really read the reviews on Yelp. Like, I don't know. Like, you go there for phone numbers and stuff, really. You don't read. What I'm trying to say is if you have a bad experience at a restaurant, there are more effective ways to use Yelp than just writing a bad review. I've started uploading foods of photos. Foods of photos. <laughs> photos of food. Uh-oh, now I'm pissed. Uh, <laughs> I've started uploading photos of food that I cooked at home. That's the joke. <laughs> that is the joke. Got it out. Right? Be like, it was all right, but they gave me a piece of toast with peanut butter on a paper towel. Why would they? All right, I'm going to end there. Thank you so much, guys. Randy Lipke, you guys let him hear it. I can't.
can't do any time, but I just wanted to tell you this one thing. I was traveling onto a, an airplane and a woman got into the TSA thing with me. Can you believe that? <laughs> anyway, our next comic is a friend of the show. And we love it when he stops by. You guys should check it out. If you haven't seen his special on Netflix, it's called Mating Season. You guys, give a warm welcome to Shane Moss. Thank you. I, um, yeah, I'm, next month, I'm uh, in October, I'm, I'm launching a, a 65-city tour that I'm doing. I'm very excited about it. It's, uh, yeah, it's a solo show I put together all about psychedelics, about psychedelic drugs. Um, there's one stop that I'm not looking forward to that much. It's the Cross, Wisconsin. That's my hometown. I'm going to do an hour and a half about drugs in front of my family. Um... <laughs> It's going to be weird. I'm from a very small, like, wholesome, Pleasantville-ish kind of upbringing. Oh, everyone's just so nice here, you know? It's like you travel other places. It's like no one's smiling. No one's talking with one another. No one even says hi. I mean, what the heck? That kind of people is where I was born. So I'm used to being judged by my family. I get gifts like the Bible for Christmas. Oh, such a good gift. How come everyone doesn't get one, Grandma? Oh, oh, just me and the foreign exchange student. All right. My own wonderful sister judges me. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world. She's just very, she's still there. She's a very naive person. She came out to visit me in Los Angeles. And uh, but being here, of course, I have my medical marijuana card. And which is the only prescription I've ever been excited about. <laughs> you never hear anyone like, so I'm on this new blood thinner. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, congratulations. And my adorable sister comes out with her husband, who's one of my good friends, and my girlfriend at the time is there. And because I have my card, I start passing a joint around. And my sister is, is like, Oh, geez, oh, oh, marijuana, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's fine, don't smoke anything. And a few hours went by, we had some drinks in us. I start passing another joint around, and she's like, oh, maybe I'll try a puff off of it. <laughs> oh, Shane, you're always getting me to do things I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Remember that time? You made me smoke crack? <laughs> no! No, I do not remember that time! What the hell are you talking about right now? And start talking quick because your husband is strangling me here and now. My girlfriend is breaking up with me at this very moment. What kind of a monster makes his little sister smoke crack? A guy didn't. She just doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Like, what are you talking about? She's just laughing, laughing, thinks I'm trying to deny this whole thing. She seems so convinced by this that I'm questioning myself. Like, I used to be a big blackout drinker, so now I'm like searching my memory banks. Like, Is it possible that one evening I got so hammered I smoked crack for the first time. Loved it. <laughs> Called up my little sister for some reason. 
and was like, little sister, get over here. I have something I'm going to make you do. <laughs> and then I just forgot that whole incident happened. Is that in the realm of possibilities? Finally, I was like, where was this? She's like, oh, you remember. It was in Appleton after that show. I was like, oh, Appleton, you are so cute. That was hash. We smoked hash that evening, which is just cannabis. It's just marijuana. It's the same shit. It's processed a bit differently. It's like a tar base. It's a hair more potent. That's it. It's just THC. I thought you knew all that. That's why I offered it to you. Offered it. Didn't make you do shit. Offered it. Because it would have been rude not to. Come to think of it, now that I know you thought it was crack, it is crazy how fast you smoked that shit. <laughs> Here's what happened. I was in Appleton doing shows. Sometimes after a show, people will give me drugs after a show. And I encourage that behavior. Especially because some places where, like, weed's still super legal, when I, I'll, I'll get, like, the real paranoid pothead after a show. Like, ten times in my career now, I've had someone be like, hey, uh, you, uh, you want some weed? Huh? I guess. I'll have that boring shit. And they're like, now, uh, you aren't a cop, are you? <laughs> You did just see me perform, right? What kind of bizarre undercover operation do you think the government is running? Where the DEA's getting together like, Lopez, we're going to need you to infiltrate the Mexican cartel, figure out where they're building those tunnels. Mick Blumpkin, your new name is Shane Moss. You're going to spend the next 12 years honing dick jokes <laughs> so you can bust strangers for nickel bags of schwagweed twice a month. <laughs> so someone gave me hash after a show. Now, typically these days, hash is, uh, hipsters have like Hash, fancy hash bongs it's like a nail popping out of the bowl these big glass bongs super expensive and you, you take a blowtorch you light that you get that nail nice and hot you put a little dab of hash on there it vaporizes you smoke it I'm not sure why we're complicating marijuana I don't know why we're doing that to ourselves I thought it was supposed to be a chill drug I don't know why we're making engineering projects for ourselves I don't know who's like you know what I like to do when I'm fucked up I like to handle $500 worth of fragile glass and a blowtorch. <laughs> so if someone gives you hash after a show and you don't have anything like that to smoke it out of, what you can do is some old school MacGyver shit called hot knifing. <laughs> now what hot knifing is... You take a knife, you put a little dab of hash on there. You take another knife, you heat it up on your stovetop. Get it nice and hot, you press it together, it vaporizes. You usually use it like sm smoking like a paper towel tube or like a cut-up soda bottle or something. It looks shady as fuck. I'll give you that. 
but it's just THC. Come to find out, for the past several years, my sister's been going around telling people about the time I gave her crack. Oh, that's why I'm getting Bibles for Christmas. All right. My name's Shane Moss, 65 City Tour, called The Good Trip, all about psychedelics. Thank you very much. Give it up for Shane Moss one more time. Oh, you guys, we are almost... We are almost going to live the rest of our lives. We have one final comic, which is amazing, because I feel like you guys still have it in your hearts. And you really want more comedy. And great, there's, there's more comedy. You guys feeling one more comic? Like your final... I mean, after this, you're on your own! Let's hear right now for Neil Nada. You guys, give it up for him. Come on. Yes. Guys, keep it going for your hosts. Make noises. Yes. Wonderful. Awesome. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. I do live in Los Angeles, uh, so I'm dating in Los Angeles. But I don't know if I'm dating girls or if I'm just feeding girls. I have no idea. <laughs> I, uh, I've been going on a lot of feedings lately. Um, I, uh, I've been feeding this girl for like eight months, and uh, it's turning into a committed feeding. I, I, uh, I'm actually seeing somebody right now. I'm in an interracial relationship right now uh, because I'm Indian. My girlfriend's white, but uh, race never gets brought up between us. And uh, I was talking to my black friend. I was like, hey, man, do you, do you, you're dating a white girl. Does race ever get brought up between you guys? And he goes, yeah, man, every time we hook up, she's like, give me that black dick. I want that black cock. Give me that black D. And I was like, oh, so I'm just not in an interracial relationship, I guess. Because at no point has any girl ever been like, give me that brown dick. I want that brown D. I want that Indian D. I call it my ID because I want to see it before it comes in. It's never... Never happened. Never happened. Um, but I'm excited to get to live here because my parents aren't from here. My mom is from a village in India called Vasanth Gunj, and my dad's from a village called Punjab. And uh, the way they met, it's a really cute story. The way that my parents met is uh, they were married. That's how they met. <laughs> it, uh, it was love at first wedding. Um, <laughs> My, my dad actually lived in Atlanta, Georgia. He was at Georgia Tech. He was in engineering school. Uh, so he was incredibly horny. So uh, what my dad did was he put a picture of his face and his bio into the Indian newspaper to try to find a wife. It was like ancient Tinder. And uh, so my grandpa saw this. He cut it out. And he cut out four other guys' profiles for my mom to swipe. And... Uh, <laughs> And then my mom went, eeny, meeny, miny, the one in America. So, <laughs> yes, thank you, mom. I appreciate that. Uh, then they got married. They moved back to Atlanta because they loved racism. And uh, they, they raised me Hindu in Atlanta, which I couldn't do. Uh, I gave up on Hinduism when I was eight years old uh, because I tried McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. God's delicious? And I get a toy? I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> Couldn't do it. 
I, I also didn't believe in reincarnation. My parents kept trying to teach me reincarnation. They kept being like, you know, you start at the bottom of the caste system, and every time you die, you move up until you get to the top. And I was like, but you guys got to the top, and you got to leave India. You won. You beat Hinduism. You did it. America's a bonus level. You don't have to. You don't have to do it anymore. And then I realized they got to Atlanta and they're like, you know what? If we're good in this life, maybe, maybe we can get to white in our next life. And I was like, I'm just trying to get to rich white woman's dog. I'm trying to get right there. That's a great life. I could make out with a rich white woman every day and then shit in her purse. It's a good day. It's a great day. That guy feels my pain. I, um, I enjoy living here. I, I like that we don't have arranged marriage and we have, we have things like marriage equality now. That's great. We, yeah, one person's into it. Yeah. You guys can clap. It's cool. Uh, I think it's crazy that it took so long for marriage equality to exist because of one verse in the Bible, just one thing. Uh, Leviticus, which was a man may not lie with another man as he does with a woman. Uh, which has been, you know, which is from a book that's been rewritten and retranslated for over 2,000 years. What if that was a typo? What if that was a mistake? What if that was supposed to be a man may not lie to another man <laughs> as he does to a woman? What if that... <laughs> what if it was a bro Bible? Book of Bradley? What if that... <laughs> okay. Could have been it. Um... I know that verse because I grew up in the South, um, and I also understand this political climate because I grew up in the South. Is everyone voting? Everyone, are you guys voting? It's an important election. Yes. Uh, obviously, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I'm an ethnicity. I can't. Uh, it's against the rules. Uh, I'm not even one of the ethnicities he doesn't like. I'm not Muslim, and I'm not Mexican, but I'm like right in that shade bracket. I'm like right there. Right there. Um, but I understand why he's doing so well, because I grew up in the South, so I've heard everything that Donald Trump has said, but people would at least turn around first. People would at least like look behind them before saying that stuff. They would at least be like... We should stop letting Muslims into this country? I don't know if y'all know. There's too many. I don't even know what Maybe we build a wall <laughs> that they pay for because they're rapists. They're raping everybody. <laughs> I kind of want to fuck my daughter. I don't know if you know. <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't know, those are his three policies. <laughs> it's the only one I agree with, though. I would also fuck Ivanka Trump if it wasn't his daughter. Uh... <laughs> I, uh, I'll leave you guys with this. My parents are, my mom is still in the South, uh, and it's really sad because she's becoming racist, even though she's a race. Uh, <laughs> it's getting crazy. I found out my mom was racist for the first time when I was eight years old, and uh, I had a friend named Perwanth in fourth grade, and I said, hey, mom, is it cool if Perwanth comes over? He's one of my friends. And she goes, oh, is he from India, Perwanth? That's an Indian name. And I was like, no, he's from Pakistan. And then I got a history lesson immediately <laughs> right after that. I didn't know India had beef with Pakistan. I had no idea. I didn't know India had beef with anything. I didn't know that was a thing we did. 
I had no idea. Um, but my mom tried to play it cool. My mom was like, oh, Pakistan, that's cool. No big deal. Not a big deal. No, that's cool. That place that used to be India, but now they're bombing us. No big deal. Not a big deal. You know, they've been bombing us for 60 years over Kashmir. No big deal. Not a big deal. And I was eight, so I was like, Kashmir, just give them the sweater. Just, so just give them the sweater. Solve that war. Uh, <laughs> But it came up again when I was 13. I was 13 and I tried to buy these Adidas uh, breakaway pants. You guys, oh, some people play basketball? Okay. I, uh, I wasn't even on a team. I just wanted to in my room alone, just pull them off. And uh, I tried to buy these pants and we got, I got very close to buying them. I got all the way to the counter at Macy's and then my mom saw the tag and the tag said, made in Pakistan. And she's like, put it back, just put it back. <laughs> No, you know you don't touch it, Jennifer. You work here. Put it back. Just put it back. And I didn't get the pants, and I was so upset. I was so sad. But then three months later, for my birthday, I opened uh, I opened my present that my mom got me, and it was like a it was like a, a cardboard box. And I opened the cardboard box, and it was those pants. My mom got them custom made from India. She got them <laughs> custom made from India. Yeah, which is like the sweetest, most beautiful thing that's ever been done derived from pure racism. Like pure, <laughs> pure war-torn racism. And I still have the pants, and I went back home recently, and I checked out the pants, and uh, the tag doesn't even say made in India on them. They just say not made in Pakistan. That's all it says. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You guys were incredible. Keep it going for Cameron. And Rhea. Man, I love those pants. I had a pair of tearaways. Yeah, I, and then you like get them, and you're like, I'm oh, "Sure, you did." This moment is the best moment of my whole life. And then you go, because you're a child, and you're not an adult professional athlete who has practiced that. Have like one button up here, yeah, so you don't know about it. Oh yeah, and then oh, it's just like a loose skirt. Pull your own butt. You know, classic butt pull. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's a long loincloth. <laughs> Just, yeah. Well, guys. <laughs> I realized I said the word loose again, then I was thinking about the loose women oh, joke man. earlier. You were. Look at all these loose women. <laughs> Look at them wearing their loose tearaway pants, just hanging like a, like a loose loincloth. <laughs> oh, with an Angelina Jolie leg out both sides. Yeah, out both sides. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? Okay, my point is good night. <laughs> this has been a great show. Let's hear for all the comics you saw tonight. Everybody. We are here every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday. That's Rhea Butcher. That's Gabriel Esposito. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.